As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to episode 91, brought to you by Canvas People, Lola, and HelloFresh. To get your free 11 by 14 canvas from Canvas People, just text LOVELY to 797979. For 40% off your subscription to Lola, visit mylola.com and enter the code LOVELY. And for a total of $60 off your first three boxes from HelloFresh, visit hellofresh.com ctl60 and enter code ctl60. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. All right, ladies, it is the week of Thanksgiving. It's actually the day before Thanksgiving when this episode is coming out. And we know that a lot of you are, you know, cooking or cleaning or getting ready for family, all that kind of thing. So we thought it might be fun for you to have an episode that you can listen to while you're doing all of that. Or maybe the family's already around and you want to check out from them for a little while. So this is the episode to allow you to do that for this Thanksgiving. And to have this episode, I actually have my very best friend, Rebecca Sacron, on with me. Hello. So she's doing a big, like, Thanksgiving to do, or she's involved with one this year. Mine, not so much. I'm sure that will come up through this episode. But I wanted to get her perspective on having a big family, and she's got, you know, people coming to stay and all that stuff. So we're going to do that for the first half of this episode. But then at the end, we thought it would be fun to include one of our episodes of What Ingrid and Fiona Like. So if you guys don't know what Ingrid and Fiona Like is, it's our exclusive podcast that is for Patreon members, where each week we talk about whatever. (laughs) So we talk sometimes about, like, our favorite fall meals or our bucket list travel ideas, which is what the episode is that we're going to be including on the end of this episode. Um, Sometimes they're more harder hitting heartfelt topics and sometimes they're just fun things. So that is what you're going to get to hear, get a little preview of what is going on in the Patreon community. And if you really like it, then you can come over and join us at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. All right. But Rebecca, here, I feel like we're sitting down in the therapist chair. (laughs) Only (laughs) I'm the one who's getting the therapy. So 
Tell me all about your Thanksgiving plans. Well, we pretty much do the same thing every year. We have a really big family. My grandparents on my dad's side had four children, but then they each, two of them had five children, two of them had six children. So there's 22 kids. And then we are almost all married and all have kids pretty much. So it's insane. Yeah, we've almost hit 100. Oh my Uh, goodness. Oh, I know. So um, this will be our first Thanksgiving without Grandpa. He passed away, yeah. you know, July. I believe it was July. Yeah, it was right after I left. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. hot. Or yeah. Hot, so or August. And um, so we still do it at Grandma and Grandpa's house. We've always done that. We have another get together in March called Family Day. It's really just at this point a reunion because we're so big. It's not really like a family. Ga- I mean, it is a family gathering, but it has a different feel kind of now. And that. Currently, we don't do it at their house, but for some reason, Thanksgiving, we've just left there, even though it's still a ton of people and it's actually a longer weekend. You know, family yeah. day is really Monday. Thanksgiving is like Wednesday night to Sunday, but um, we just, we can't, we just would rather all squeeze in over there at their house. So, so is it not, all hundred people there? No, because it's kind of changed on and off through the years. So I have one uncle his family would always do Thanksgiving with his wife's side of the family, but both of her parents have passed away. So some of them now come sometimes okay. because they don't do that anymore. But some of the ones who used to come every year when they were kids, they're now married, so they have to do the trade-off thing. Oh, yeah. So every other year, and it's sort of a different combination each time. Or some of them come two years here and then one year somewhere, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of. But then there's a whole pack of us that are just there every year. So how so, many people would you say that it is? This whole thing just boggles my mind. <laughs> Probably. Uh, well, I, I actually um, was, or I'm the official organizer of where everyone sleeps and what they bring for food and make sure everybody knows and all that. And um, I sat down to organize where everyone was going to sleep, all the people coming in, you know, from out of town where sure. everybody was going to. And I was about to start counting it and I got distracted and I never finished. I'm going to guess this year is probably in the 60 to 70. Wow. Right? Probably. And I've seen your grandparents' house. It's not that big. It's built on that one big sitting room area, but I mean, it's still a ton of people and half of under the age of, I don't know, 13 or so it can get kind of crazy. Yeah. Yes. But, um, you know, if you need some space, you go back in a bedroom and shut the door, <laughs> get some space. Or even, usually it's pretty nice weather. Or you, you know, you can put a jacket on and go outside and they have a lot of pasture land and um, you can take a walk or something or go down the driveway. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just find yourself a quiet spot somewhere. A lot of us come, just end up back at grandma's every day, you okay. know, Thursday. Friday and Saturday, but not everyone will, or they'll kind of come and go. Okay. Some people may show up a couple of hours and then leave and go do something else on Friday. Some of us may be there all day. It just kind of, we kind of trickle back and forth after that. And then a lot of my family, my parents live next door. So a lot of, we'll be over there sometimes and then we'll come over to grandma's and we just kind of, it's just kind of busy and fluid the whole weekend. Yeah. There's just people everywhere all weekend. In I... my house, you know, it's tiny. Yeah. We always have a lot of company, and so it's just pure chaos, but I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Well, yeah. it's, that's got to be pretty amazing to have a family that size. I mean, I just, I literally can't wrap my brain around it. Let, let me tell you what my Thanksgiving looks like this year. <laughs> well, normally, okay, if we have 
Thanksgiving where my aunt and her family are with us. Then we have my aunt and uncle and their son, who's 17. We have my parents and my brother, so that's six people. My grandma, there's seven. And then me and my four kids, 11 people. (laughs) And then (laughs) this year, because this is my first Thanksgiving that my kids are not with me, And my aunt and uncle aren't with us, so it's me, my parents, my brother, and my grandma. (laughs) So, what's that? Five? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And I was pushing really hard for us to go out to dinner. Because I'm like, I. it's weird anyway, because my kids aren't with me. And, like, I just, I don't feel the drive to, like, put into making anything. I was vetoed on this decision, (laughs) so we are (laughs) making dinner, but um, for some reason, when my kids aren't around, I just don't feel the need to cook or clean anything, but we are doing it, and then we're going out to a movie, and that will be that, so. (laughs) That's fun. You know, Jason's family, um, they've done different things through the years. We are never with them on Thanksgiving. We always spend... Thanksgiving with my family and Christmas with his family. So um, just through the years, that's my family. Thanksgiving was always a much bigger deal than Christmas and Christmas was a bigger deal for his. So it was kind of an easy, which said she did that intentionally. Most people's biggest holiday is Christmas. And so she had always thought if our big holiday is Thanksgiving, we probably won't ever have, it'd be easy for her kids to, Mm. and it has really that way pretty much all of us we all spend thanksgiving here christmas you know with our in-laws so yeah it was pretty thinking ahead that was pretty a pretty good call on her part but yeah so jason's family they um don't necessarily always do a big thing sometimes they'll go out to eat at cracker barrel sometimes i think the past couple of years his mom has hosted a few people at her house Mm -hmm. but we're always here so it's always a big production and we have a lot of women in the family who very much enjoy pretty culinary things. <laughs> so we usually have a really pretty looking spread and it's very, very good. Just I, don't even think you're going to eat smartly. You're yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. I typically don't think of pretty culinary things with a bunch that size. Like when you're making that quantity of food, I wouldn't think that you could make it pretty. So the fact that they are, I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, I've always been glad we've never resorted to, you know, instant mashed potatoes or what, because we've got a crowd to feed. I mean, we do the whole rigmarole of, you know, peeling 10 pounds of potatoes or and mashing them up, you know, yeah. or there's people, you know, I have seen women, you know, Brussels sprouts coming in and out and turnip all gratin comes in and out of the oven while somebody's sitting in a high chair with a mixer fluffing you know, whipping cream, making it so you can put it on top of the pie. Wait, someone sitting in a high chair? Yeah, because <laughs> there's not chairs everywhere. Like, the <laughs> grandma's kitchen is really tiny, and so it's all fit in there. So you tend to kind of be around the corner in the dining room. There's an old wooden high chair that's been there, oh, my goodness, probably 60. <laughs> and, you know, you just there's an outlet near it, so someone tends to be sitting in the high chair. That's with what, I was just like... <laughs> In, envisioning mixing. a two-year-old like, <laughs> yeah, making like, the mashed potato. No, like they're grown up, <laughs> because we like good food and we don't mind putting forth the effort at least once a year. Now we don't 
put forth the effort every day in our homes all the time necessarily but thanksgiving we do it right and we eat really well so (laughs) we have made yeast rolls and but you know we have a lot of women yeah so you're not not like four women are having to provide for you know 70 people you've got 20 women or something and so we sign up for maybe two things and then we just do those two things to the best of our ability yeah yeah it's very tasty i do have to really good well and when you're spreading it around like you were saying that many people it takes a little bit of the pressure off too yeah so like i might just bring yeast rolls and um some type of salad you know and that's it yeah and but now I might be bringing a really big salad and maybe 60 rolls or something, but still that's it. Yeah. And so somebody else is cooking the turkey and somebody else is cooking a chicken. And then my cousin, um, the, he's our landlord, his family, they come as well. And so we actually have one extra family in there who comes and mama's family, when her mother and sister were living, they came down for it as well because they they didn't want to do their own Thanksgiving. They wanted to do it our Sure. I want to be at yours. (laughs) Come on. I was so tempted. Like, I don't have my kids. (laughs) I should head down to Arkansas. Just fly in. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a very serious question for you, though. Okay. Are you using paper plates? We do, yes. Okay. Thank goodness. There's a small handful of us that wouldn't mind if we used real dishes. We would wash them. You would? Yeah. You just love the wholesomeness of it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of a thing. Yeah. But, no, we totally, totally do the throwaway. And we do names on, you know, names on cups and yeah. cup away. Uh, or some, And then usually someone volunteers to bring water bottles or something like that oh, as yeah. well. If you can, you know, just get Simplify your water that way. Things. But I, we did use dishes for years and years and years. I mean, it hasn't. Maybe just the last 10 years, we've used throwaway cutlery. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, wow. Most holidays in my family have always been paper, <laughs> even though we don't Listen, have hardly as many people. That's... There's no shame in it. It it serves a very good purpose, yeah. you know. I'm sure probably with the amount of people we have this year, we'll probably be using real, real stuff. Right. And I, when I was a kid... I think the grown-ups had real things, and I remember we had those. Grandma still has them, but the, you know, the wooden, like the, not wicker, but it's like the weaved. Oh, yeah, straw, yeah. The white paper plate fit down into yes. and then when you pulled it out, you know. Yep. <laughs> we used those. I think the adults, when I was a child, they used real dishes, and then we used the throw, the yeah. kids used the throwaway. That makes sense. Until it just got too big, we I remember we set the table and had the tablecloth and all that kind of stuff. So. Wow. Okay, ladies, so as of this weekend, the official holiday buying season has begun. And I don't know about you, but I have a few people on my list that can be really difficult to buy for. I know in the past, some of the hardest people to buy for in my life have been grandparents because they kind of already have their stuff dialed in and what they need and they want a lot of the time anyway. But you know what they love every single time? It's pictures of them grandkids. And so that's what I plan on doing this year, and I thought you might want to too, so I wanted to tell you about Canvas People. 
Canvas People creates unique, beautiful works of art out of your photos. And it's not just because the photo itself is amazing, which of course they are, but it's also because of the quality of what Canvas People does with your photos. They create beautiful statement pieces that anyone would want to have in their home. So if you think that a beautiful canvas from Canvas People might just be the perfect gift for someone in your life, I'm going to do you one better. Because now, as a special, very limited holiday offer, CanvasPeople.com is offering their popular 11 by 14 photo canvases for free. That's right, free. These normally sell for $69.99, but for this week only, you'll pay nothing. Just cover shipping and handling. To get your free canvas, text LOVELY to 797979. Just pay shipping and handling. This offer won't last, so text LOVELY to 797979. That's LOVELY to 797979. Message and data rates may apply, but hey, for that free photo canvas that you're going to be able to give somebody in your life, it's totally worth it. So... When you're, you said, you know, you just end up back there all weekend long. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Are you playing games? Are you just visiting? Like, what is that like? It's kind of taken different forms through the years. Mostly, you know, when we were just all kids, we just played 24 seven. And then um, for a little while, we weren't really little kids and no one really had kids yet. And there was a lot of board game and card games that went Mm -hmm. on in that time. And then we all had kids and were too tired to play games or our kids were too, <laughs> you know, so really we just sat around and visited. Um, if the weather is nice, we have horseshoes set up and they, they'll do a horseshoe tournament and we're, you know, we can be spectators or I don't I never want to participate. I usually sit and watch and um, they have really, really nice land and um, a good setup to kind of sprawl about the land and the kids can just run free and they're playing in the pasture or in the barn or up by the house or, you know, wherever. And then, um, somebody's always napping on the couch, you know, I don't know. Like yeah. there's just diff- different things going on all over the place for a little while. It was at grandma's, but most of the time now I host at my house, the most of the women, um, which a lot of the women aren't necessarily there. So the core women who are there every year, we do an annual phase 10 game ah. and phase 10 last a long, long time. So yeah, well, we games... played phase 10, and we only got through two phases, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can, you think it's going to go fast, and then all of a sudden, it, it's like hours later. You know, I think the first time we did it, maybe it didn't end until three in the morning. Oh, my word. And so, we, I make a bunch of snacks. We've kind of gotten these fancy snacks that we, you know, lady snacks that are <laughs> <laughs> fancy men would want to eat, maybe, and um, everybody comes to the house and we just stay up as late as we need to until we either give out or someone wins the game and we play phase 10. And so we usually do that Saturday night, but ah, yeah, that sounds so fun. Guys may have a basketball game going at my brother's house and his gym or I, there's just different things. I don't know. It's a happening place. Yeah. <laughs> there's stuff going on the place. Yeah. Well, two years from now, mark me down. <laughs> I'll be there. Huh. Yes. You would love it. You really would. I would. It sounds so much yeah. fun. Well, and plus your family is just like, they're fun. I like them. They, they can also be <laughs> not fun. Sometimes, as- so how do you deal with that? Because I think a lot of us, when we think of the holidays, we think like, oh, goodness, family, we have to deal with family. So how do you deal with that? Well, I think that 
so of all of us getting together like this, it really only happens twice a year. Yeah. And we just mostly, mostly if somebody's getting on your nerves, it tends to be your sibling or something, uh, you know? Yeah. So not really a cousin necessarily. Yeah. Or there is someone that for some reason is just bugging you. There are so many people you can just visit with somebody else yeah. <laughs> without it being expensive. I don't yeah. know. I mean, honestly, truly, I think anytime there's ever been a little, just a little bit of frustration, it's usually between, you know, like a brother and a sister or something. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, you just end up rolling your eyes and then going on. <laughs> like, yeah. it's fine. It's not. Yeah, if so there are I, tensions there... when there's only five of you, <laughs> there's not really getting right. away from that. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you have in this, because there's so many, you can just, if you need space from someone or some situation, sometimes it, it can be more like somebody's kid is being really ornery that day and driving you crazy. Well, it's yeah. very easy to get away from that kid and just go find somewhere else to sit or yeah. tell them, y'all go outside or whatever you know I mean so it's kind of easy to work around anything like that yeah and if it's too bad you can go home true <laughs> and just come back the next day I mean true. so how many yeah. people are you hosting at your house this is the first year that I will only have two people wow I, it's shocking yes it's shocking I usually have two families who have <laughs> kids as well and I have four kids and it's technically a two-bedroom home because yeah. there's really only two rooms that are used as bedrooms so two bedroom and two couches, yeah. <laughs> but we just make couches. I bring some crib mattresses. My mom has some extra ones. I bring them over and people sleep on those on the floor. And, but this year, the way it worked out, I have, um, my cousin and her husband. Wow. So yes, I don't even know what to think about that. I mean, p there will be a lot more people at my house. Typically they, yeah. they come over because we live pretty close to grandma's. And I just kind of have an open door policy for everybody. Mm -hmm. Now, the further away, you know, we didn't get as much company like that because it wasn't convenient. But right now, it's very convenient because we're just down the road. So if it gets later and, you know, the other years we would clear out because Grandpa, it wasn't good for him sure. for all of us to be there kind of past six. So they would just, a chunk of them would just come to the house. Yeah. But it's fun. I love it. And the girls love it. And they're they're not babies anymore. So we don't have to tell people you know Shh, be quiet you're gonna yeah. wake them it doesn't matter and so um yeah we just sit up and talk and visit and there's always somebody's playing some kind of musical instrument somewhere most wow. likely at some point this just, just yeah. like all feels like a fantasy or a movie or like... <laughs> <laughs> you know as a child it did feel that way yeah like I it, bet. It, Thanksgiving was my favorite holiday by far beyond anything because it was just so great. And now I'm sure it wasn't as great for the adults. They were probably tired. They probably tired of washing dishes. You know, I'm sure they, but as a kid, it, all you knew was it was so much fun and so much good food. And you just played for a whole weekend. I mean, like yeah. from Thursday, you know, it was just so much fun. And as a grown up, it's gone through phases where when I was pregnant or had a newborn or had a toddler, you know, it was a little yeah. bit more but I still love it even then. Wow. It is, is absolutely my favorite, most favorite weekend. It sounds like so much fun and I seriously want to come. So, oh, no, someday it'll work ahead. out. I know. Well, I have my kids the weekend. So that's the thing. I, I get them back on Friday this year. I don't think in two years, I think I'll have the whole 
the whole stretch. And by golly, I'm heading to Arkansas. Yes. Oh, that really would be a lot of fun. Yes. Well, it was so much fun to hear about like a real big family having like a real (laughs) big holiday. Real big Thanksgiving. Yes. And now after our short little break, we are going to move into our recent bucket list episode of where is all where are all the places that Rebecca and I would like to travel someday. All right, ladies, so that wraps up the first half of our episode. And in just a minute, we are going to jump into the second half of our episode, which is a really fun What Ingrid and Fiona Like show all about the bucket list travel that Rebecca and I want to hopefully be able to do someday. But first, I want to have a little frank discussion with you guys about something that I love that helps me take care of something that I loathe, and that is Lola. If you don't know what Lola is, they are a subscription service to help you take care of that time of the month. Brilliant, right? Because it's a company by women for women, so they get it. No more race into the store last minute because Aunt Flo arrived. Their subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and the frequency of your delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible, so you can change, skip, or cancel at any time. So that alone is pretty great, right? We don't even have to think about it. They just show up to our doorstep in discreet boxes, and even the individual packaging is really discreet. They've thought of everything in that way, but they go above and beyond, you guys, because they've actually thought of our health with our feminine care products. Because did you know that the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients that are in their products who knows what you're putting down there but lola's products are 100 organic cotton with no added chemicals fragrances synthetics or dyes so you can feel totally comfortable that everything is totally okay. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a pretty big deal to me. So if you want to ditch the hassle and make sure you're taking care of your lady parts, then you can get 40% off all subscriptions by visiting mylola.com and entering the code LOVELY when you subscribe. Again, 40% off your subscription if you visit mylola.com and enter the code LOVELY when you subscribe. That's a pretty great deal for not only your hoo-ha, but your peace of mind. So go subscribe today. And with that, let's get on with the bucket list travel portion of our episode. I'm Ingrid. I'm Fiona. And today on this week's episode of What Ingrid and Fiona Like, we are going to be talking all about our bucket list travel things that we want to do. So this was one of the topics that one of you ladies put into the show, and we thought it was kind of a fun one. So fun, in fact, that we're going to turn it into two episodes. So today we're going to talk about kind of where we've been and our top places that we want to go and why. And then in a few weeks, we're going to do another episode about fun girlfriend trips that we would like to take someday. Someday. (laughs) Yes, someday. We have big plans. Yes. But very big plans. But you're going to have to wait. We're just keeping the suspense going for all of you. So where have you been, Fiona? I almost said (laughs) Where have I been? So I'm not going to list every state. Yeah, I know. Um, that, you know, except for because, like particular states, like I put Hawaii because Hawaii yeah. is kind of like its own thing, right? And I put to California. Me, well, I was about to say a lot of the states I don't really think of that exciting because they're near me and I've been to them lots yeah. of times. But like Memphis, I don't even think twice about Memphis. But there may be someone out there who thinks it's so cool 
like, oh, Memphis, you know. Yeah. So I have been there. I, it, I mean, I get excited because I have family and friends and I'm like, oh, yay, we made it, you know. Yeah. But I don't get excited just over the town itself, I yeah. guess you could say. Um, I've been to Maui. And nice. yes, that was very nice. Jason had a work trip and I went along with him. That's Actually, nice. every cool place I've been, Jason had a work trip and I went along. <laughs> um, and then I've been to um, Colorado. So that yes. was pretty cool. Actually, I, very- I'm almost tempted to see how many of the states we could name for each other. <laughs> oh, I know. You know all of mine for sure. <laughs> I probably do. I want to say Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Georgia, Colorado. Oh, all of the, like, um, Virginia down and over. All of those. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we would always go with Daddy on preaching because he'd go preach at churches for their annual meeting. And so a bazillion times. Like, I don't even think twice about those states are kind of ho-hum only because I've been there so many times. Wow. <laughs> All right, so maybe not North and South Carolina. I have been there, but they would be more kind of like, oh, fun. I haven't been here yeah. very much. But like Alabama and Mississippi and Georgia and Tennessee and Texas and Florida? Virginia, Florida. Um, what else is over there? <laughs> but yeah, I've been to those lots and lots of times. So I don't really think about that, it yeah I don't really think about it <laughs> yeah that's like for us up here like Idaho Montana Oregon it's just like what's around Canada oh you see know. now that would be like ooh, Canada that's fun. <laughs> not as fun as other places yeah. but still fun um and I've been let's see like Illinois and Iowa um did you like to how I'm like I give specific states and then I just name the whole country of Canada <laughs> Yeah, so it's just one thing. <laughs> it's just a big lump. Yeah. It's because you're crossing over the line. Yeah. So then you have to say specifically. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then uh, where did like D.C. and I said Virginia already. I'm hopefully going to Maine with Jason next year. Fun. He went this year. So I hope I get to go with him next yeah. year. And then you're going and to California. Going to California. In have a you couple been to weeks. California before? On my way to Maui, I had to change planes okay. at L.A. or in okay. L.A. But you that's... didn't leave the airport. <laughs> nope. Never saw the land other than, really, I almost didn't even see it from the airplane because it was dark. So I could see the lights, but not really even necessarily yeah. say I, I saw the lights of California. Yeah. That's yeah. like me with New York and Chicago and Denver uh, and like yeah. Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, I've been there to the airport. To the yeah, yeah, Jason technically went to... Like Iceland or Finland or something, but crazy. Just in the airport, like never left the airport. Switzerland, I don't remember what it was, somewhere over there. But he just had to switch planes. Um, but I was like, "Well, you were there." And he said that doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't count. But um, I'm trying to think. I've been to a lot to the east, a yeah. few to the northeast, and a very few to the west. So I don't often go past. Texas I drove we drove through New Mexico to go to Colorado and we were in it for a while but I but no I don't think we actually stopped yeah I think we just drove and of course Oklahoma that's like yeah. a block away from where I used to <laughs> yeah. live in Arkansas so that's like nothing it feels like the same state um I think that's all 
I feel like maybe, oh, I went into a lot of the New England states. I forgot when I was a teenager. We did like a tour bus thing. Oh, fun. And um, we went to quite a few places up there, but I don't remember. Probably like New Hampshire and New Jersey and something else. Um, been to Boston. That was very oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was fun because you messaged us a lot during that trip. Yes, yeah. That was probably one of my favorite trips. I would repeat that one for sure. So when you went on the bus trip in high school, you said, like, what was yeah. that with your family or an no. organization? So a, so a minister of um, our denomination, one that lives in near, I think near New York, sort of D.C. area, he just organized this tour of all these really, really old Primitive Baptist churches that are in the New England states. I mean, like old, old, like George Washington's on the register. I mean, really old, very, very cool. And literally it was kind of like, hey, if you can pay for your bus ticket, you know, Mm -hmm. they had hired two drivers of those two huge Greyhound buses. And we loaded up in Memphis. We all kind of met in Memphis. And then he just sort of organized the tour and took us all over and, it was one of the most hilarious. We had so many crazy, crazy things happen on that trip. It was so much fun. But I don't remember now exactly which states that yeah. we stopped in to see the churches. And I guess um, I'm curious, like, how controlled that experience was. If you're, like, on this church trip. Um, I don't know because it wasn't. I mean, like a lot of us, we came from all different states, but we all knew each other really well. Mm-hmm. And everybody, like the kids, we were generally just well-behaved kids. Yeah. So there wasn't, there was no shenanigans or, I mean, we just didn't even think about that. Everybody had a good time with everybody, kind of. Yeah. Um, I guess I ask because when I was in high school, we went on trips to Seattle a lot for choir. And they would bus us all over there. And I remember I was a freshman, so I was, what, 14? And they bussed us over to downtown Seattle, dropped us off at the Space Needle, and said, we'll see you in five hours. Oh. And no. I was like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So there wasn't really that many kids. I mean, it was way more adults than kids. Okay. And um, and it was a lot of families, too. Okay. So the kid, you know, So I went with a family who had 10 kids and they all went. And so I was just kind of like the extra kid tagging along. And so, you know, everybody was with everybody the whole time. Yes. And it was really fun. I mean, it was a really, really fun trip. And we had some crazy travel things that ended up just being hilarious. Like everything that happened that could have made you cry just made us laugh. And so (laughs) it was ended up being really fun, but it was very controlled, but not because they were trying. We just, It just wasn't like we were together. Yeah, I don't know. Free for all. No, (laughs) like my high school. That I was. I just remember being so utterly shocked. Like, yeah, what? You're not like I had come out of a you know private Christian middle school and then going to this public high school and they just drop us off in downtown and it was like see ya and I expected we needed to like check in or like have a chaperone with us and our teacher was like uh no I do not want to see you guys for the next five hours (laughs) I cannot whoever adult was technically in charge I cannot imagine being that adult I mean but it was 
every time. I mean, I did that when I was 14 and then realized like, oh, this is how it goes. And then the next, you know, eight trips we took over there, it was the same thing every time. And if you're not back at the bus, you miss the bus and you need to find a way to get to the hotel. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, I don't know that I've ever really taken a trip like that. <laughs> Even as a grown up, I don't know. I guess technically, oh, I've been on, I've been to, um, on our honeymoon, we went on a cruise to uh, the Caribbean. And so I've been to some islands and I've been to Nassau. I remember that one. Anyway, they did that there. Like you got off the boat, went to the island and just had to show back up at five. But that's literally, I think, the only trip that yeah that's ever been the case where they just said make sure you're here and if you're not find your own yep good luck yeah, yeah. it was just interesting being that young and not knowing that was coming and it all ended yeah. up working out fine and it was a ton of fun and what an experience and I mean I ended up really knowing my way around Seattle because when you're hoofing it for <laughs> five hours it's like yeah. you figure out how to get places and then I remember the next year because by then I had maybe taken three or four trips with the choir over there. And so I still had my permit and we had to go over my mom and my grandma and I for something. And I remember they both said, you're driving because you know <laughs> how to get around. And I was like, I still have my permit and you're going to make me drive in Seattle traffic on the freeways. And they're like, yep, we don't know where we're going. We don't want to do it. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> okay. So they, I just was thrown into the deep end in all kinds of ways in Seattle. But so do you want to take uh, chase a tiny little rabbit? Okay. That I've never heard someone call it a permit, which makes sense what? because it's like you're being permitted to drive. No, they're called permits. Permits, not permits. They're called permits, not permits. Permit. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. I learned so much from you. I'm trying to think of how I... <laughs> it makes more sense to say permit, like I permit you to do something, so you're allowed to do it. So we I do say I that word that it way. both ways. Yeah, it's a permit. Like, oh, you have your permit, but yeah. not... And then you have your license. But I've never heard anyone call it a permit. It's probably just one of those things. Like, or I'm just using weird emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> this might be true. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Although you're pretty good about, you know, well, it could just be a, like, that's how you do but over I hear there. permit also. So, I don't know. Now I have to go, it, like, ask my family and stuff. <laughs> You asked back. me a couple of questions like that where I'm like, no, we say this. And then I think, do we yeah, say that? Maybe we don't. Like when I think really hard about it, it's like when you think about a word too long and then you're like, that, that sounds it's so like dumb. Like, sound. What yes. is that? Yeah. I remember doing that with soap. I said soap <laughs> a bunch and I thought, this is the weirdest word. <laughs> Who came up with this one? <laughs> Just said it too much. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. very big rabbit hole. Anyway. I, it got me tickled because I thought, oh, there's another no, one. <laughs> I, and I was just going to say something else about my permit. And so yes. I must call it permit. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Oh, goodness. Anyhow, <laughs> I also rode on miniature buses when I was, what, 16? So miniature school buses from Washington to Mexico. And it was in the dead of summer, 112 degrees, I think, in California How and long Mexico. Trip? It took four days to get there, three days to get back. 
And it was boiling hot. There was no air conditioning on these little Uh. stupid buses. And they're, they've got like, you know, the pleathery seats and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It, and we had to stay in churches. And so we would just go sleep on the floor of these churches. And I remember one of them for like security reasons had to keep the lights on all night long. And so we were all like tying shirts around our faces. And <laughs> I mean, it was just the most ridiculous trip. And we went down and worked at this Christian camp that actually ended up being really weird to the point where our pastor wouldn't let us leave our cabin anymore and everybody was getting food sickness and like it was just oh, the craziest craziest wow that we now look back on and everyone's like you know laughs about how ridiculous it was but it really was <laughs> something to behold <laughs> That's a very long trip. Very long on those little buses. So, yeah. yeah. Not about I have never that. been to Mexico or any place, anything. Well, I, I mean, was in like rough Mexico, not like, you know, vacation right. Mexico. Yeah. But that's kind of my brother has to travel to that part quite a bit. And he's yeah. like, you know, you don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. It's not a garden spot. No. <laughs> it was like, you know, man on fire, Mexico. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm just, but, that doesn't even appeal to me. Yeah. So where else? Have you been to Italy? I have been to Italy. We went to Civita Castellano, which is near Rome. That was interesting. It was so hot. Yeah. And, you know, everybody kept telling us it's unnaturally hot. And we did have a friend who went the year before, and he said, I didn't even think about the weather, so it must not have been very hot. It It just yeah. didn't even. But then, like, you watch, like, the girls in Corfu, they're hot. Yeah. You know, so maybe it is a little bit, maybe that isn't so strange. Yeah. I mean, it was very hot, like 119 or something. Yeah, I mean, you, it was really hot. Yeah, and they had like those stone the black or whatever. The black cobblestone, it was like big stones, but it was black cobblestone roads. And so the heat just radiated up oh. at you from the, yeah, it was just like standing on a hard sauna rock. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know couldn't get away from it. It didn't matter yeah. where you went. You couldn't get away from it. Ugh. And they don't have air conditioning. So yeah. it so was really, not really not hot normally. Cause you no. Know, and then the last two days we were there, it was just kind of regular weather. Yeah. And so it was, you could be outside and it wasn't, you were a little warm, but it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. But I do since re I've been rewatching through that show and they are sweating a lot. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, I, I mean, they don't mention it, but they they show it through, yeah. like they're either fanning themselves or their shirts have on purpose. You know, yeah. the show wanted to portray that they were sweating. So, yeah. um, it probably show. isn't just like coolness. Oh, it's so and good. Hey, but no, well, was, but. wait, I'm interrupting you. But we yeah. should just announce. So, people, if you took our recommendations last time and you've been watching the Durls in Corfu. We just found out Rebecca was the one with the information this time. That never it is, happened. Uh, it happened now. It's releasing <laughs> on um, the PBS the channel on Amazon on the 30th. Yep. Well, so I think you have to have a passport, which yeah. I do. So for us, it releases the 30th. So a week from tomorrow. One Yay. week. So excited. So excited. Because I've been re- I'm re-watching it because it's been a while since I had seen it. And um, so I'll be just like perfectly ready to go into the next season yes. about the time I finish season two it'll just slide right into season three so. that should be one of the girlfriend trips we do someday it Corfu. should be 
Yes. We can just There's do like so a tour many... of all of our favorite shows, all yeah. the different places. That's a kind of a cool idea. I know. I think it'd be super That's fun. It. Yes. That's our That's mission. not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... so that's how, pretty much it for me, I think. Okay. Well, Canada for me, I've been a, a few different places in Canada and multiple times. Um, Russia. So I went there when I was... I turned 19 in Russia. So that was fun. Was it cold? It was. It was the end of April to the beginning of May. And they said, oh, it's really not going to be that cold. It was still very cold and I did not have an appropriate enough like jacket or anything like that. Yeah. We just did a lot of cold walking a lot, but it was an experience. It was supposed to be for a mission trip, but there wasn't a lot of mission work going on. I got to (laughs) say it was more like touring (laughs) Russia. (laughs) So was it, was it worth the cold? I mean, Russia would be cool, but I don't know if it would be worth the cold. It, well, I mean, it wasn't, like, so bitter that I didn't think it was worth it. It was, okay. I mean, it was a cool experience because we went to, we were in Moscow for two days. Um, but the rest of the time we were in Volgograd. And I love history. And that was where World War II turned around. And it's like the Russians finally had their victory and started fighting off the Germans and they retreated. And so the city... They're really, really proud of that history. So they are very, like, vocal about it. Everyone there knows their history. They have a ton of monuments. They have, like, these major things that you can go and see that are all related to the war and amazing museums of, like, they have a panorama museum where you can see what the city would have looked like on the day that the battle happened. And you can see, like, the only buildings that were left standing from the battle and... You, they also have Mother Russia, which is kind of like their Statue of Liberty that we got to go to. And they have, like, all these eternal flames. And so, I mean, as far as, like, history was concerned and that sort of thing, that was pretty amazing to go be a part of. And it was the most drastic. I mean, other than Mexico, but we only spent a little bit of time, like, in the cities in Mexico. We were mostly at this camp. So Russia was the first time I had a really immersive cultural experience Right. And I thought that was very interesting, like riding the metro and having a gypsy woman try to steal my camera and, you know, like things like that, where it was like it was just like being in this big city. and, And it was just so interesting to see how they did things and how they lived. And like we all got our hair highlighted because it was like five dollars. And in the U.S. it was like. 40 or whatever. Yeah, I didn't say 60. Yeah. So it was just really fun, different experiences and the different food. And and I, so I really, really enjoyed that. That lit a fire in me to want to do more traveling. I haven't gotten to do a lot more traveling since then, but I would love to do more. So I've also been to Kauai and to California. We went and did like all the theme park stuff when I was little. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Ladies, we've officially entered the hubbub of the holiday season, and I don't know about you, but the last thing that I want to be thinking about is planning and shopping for dinner. 
That's why I love HelloFresh. It's a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so I can just cook, eat, and enjoy. They have classic veggie and family plans, but let me give you a little tip. If you go with the family plan, their recipes are kid-tested and approved for picky eaters so you're bound to win. When you've had one of those crazy holiday days, all you have to do when you get home is get out your handy little bag that has all of your ingredients in it, take out that pictured step-by-step instruction card and get your meal done in about 30 minutes which let's face it none of us have more time than that and that's why my favorite recipe to date has been their mini meatloafs not only were they delicious but they cooked up so quickly i like that they're not only looking out for meals that my kids will actually eat but things that take stress off of me and getting them cooked faster Plus, when you just go ahead and get a subscription, you can just know that each week everything will be delivered straight to your door. You don't have to worry about any of it. It's one more thing off your mind. And you can even choose your delivery date to match your ever-changing schedule or pause your deliveries if you're going on vacation. So if you think that HelloFresh is just the thing to help you out this holiday season, you can get $60 off. That's $20 off your first three boxes by visiting HelloFresh.com CTL60 and entering the code CTL60. It's like receiving six meals for completely free. So for that $60 off, $20 off your first three boxes, just go to HelloFresh.com slash CTL60 and enter the code CTL60. Moving forward now, where would we like to go? Stateside or non-stateside? Um, any of it. I mean, any of it that's like bucket list travel you would really like to do. Um, so when I was a little girl, I was obsessed with going to Maine. Huh. And I would still love to do that. I was obsessed with lighthouses. I just interesting. I know, and I don't like seafood, so I probably wouldn't <laughs> fare there very well no. but, uh, at all. But um, so, and then once I married Jason, I had this obsession with Vermont, hmm. and so I really want to still do those, even though I don't have quite the obsession anymore. Yeah. Well, Bev Widener kind of relit my fire when they did that whole. Was it like a four week stay or oh, something yeah, yeah. over the summer? But and I just Weren't want to now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But it was still kind of like just staying in up in that yeah. type of scenario. Um, so I do really want to still go and say I've been there. I'd love to go to New York. I haven't just yes. just so I know what it is since it seems like everyone in the U.S. does, but me. I the, yeah. New York has been like. Because I was a theater kid and, you know, like New York has always been so high on my list. And I've thought, no, nobody take this the wrong way. Okay. But if, if I was just getting a divorce and I didn't have children, obviously I do and I love my children. So, you know, just hang with me. I think I would move to New York. I think I would just be like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to move there. And have that experience. Because I think I would thrive in, like, a city environment. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, I do, too. Yeah. I kind of, I can go either way, I guess. But yeah. it, it has an energy to it yeah. and that, that I enjoy. And a community. I don't know. Yeah. I think it could be fun. I but. think one thing I keep... You know, you see the pictures, and it's like, man, that, that does seem really neat. I want to go, but then he just recently, I've heard several people or read commenting about the smell, which yeah. had never occurred to me that it's a very stinky place. Like it just smells terrible all the time, and that her because, you know, you see like the pretty trees at Central Park or whatever, yeah. and you're not picturing sewage smell passing yeah. your nose at the same time. 
So that's funny because I'm I'm glad to know that ahead of time. I think it would have disappointed me if I hadn't known that, if I ever get to go. But it was still kind of a disappointment even just finding out about that. Yeah. Oh, that kind of changed. Wasn't there that musical called You're in Town? I don't know. I think it was about New York. And then I think I've shared my sweetheart experience before at the movie theater when I was like in fifth grade with my grandma and my aunt. And I went up to the counter and I ordered sweet tarts in a New York accent and as luck would have it the guy behind the counter had just gotten back from New York and so he was like where are you from (laughs) I was like New York and he goes I just got back from New York I was like oh no (laughs) and he goes what do you think of the smell there and I was like, mm. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't even, like, you know, 10, <laughs> never been past Idaho, <laughs> don't know anything, like, how to respond to that. But that was a good tip off that people do not think the smell is all that great. Yeah. Well, I've just heard that a lot, like, the past couple of months, which that's funny to me to live this long and it never have come up before yeah. in my world somehow. That's funny. But, um, yeah, apparently it stinks. I still yeah. want to go. Still yes. want to go. Yes, absolutely. Like, overseas, I mean, pretty much any place in Europe is... Any place? See, because I, mean, I have specific places in Europe. Yes, it'd be amazing well, to go so any place. I guess place, what I'm but... saying is I wouldn't turn down any place. Well, but sure. I do have specific places I want to go. But also, if you just said, hey, do you want to go here? I'm going to be up for it. Well, sure. But if we're so, talking bucket list, bucket I list. would rather take London over Madrid. Yes, I think so, too. Um, mine would, like, Switzerland is way high up on my really? list. Really? Yes, majorly high up on my list. Interesting. And Ireland is really high up there. But yeah. um, Iceland is probably my top contender for the moment. They really? kind of wobble around a little bit. Like, they stay the same places, but they just have different times of being the top place. Well, what is it about Iceland that attracts you there? Well, um, so our friends, John and Kara, Kara went there and then came straight from there to Colorado when we were all, the rest of us were there, then her family was waiting for her. It's like shockingly beautiful. Hmm. And then, um, I don't know if they love Taza girl. I follow her sister on Instagram and she and her husband went there and it was the same. Like it just gets more beautiful the more you see of it. It's just like astoundingly beautiful. And I really just want to see it in person. So Jason does too. So that's nice. Maybe we'll go there one day. He really is up for any place that he prefers places that speak English just because it's easier. Yeah. And you don't get as frustrated and he doesn't get as lost or, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, so right now Ireland and I mean, not Ireland, Switzerland and Iceland are just neck and neck. And then Ireland's right behind them. Huh. I would not have. And then there's our glorious though, like our top glorious answer. But that's like our joint answer. Yeah. And that has to be on our other episode. And so I'm saving so that good. one. It's so good. <laughs> I'm yeah. saving that one. But these are just like my own little personal yeah. thing. So, yeah, Iceland and Switzerland. But like ask me next year and it might be totally different. <laughs> okay. Well, my bucket list is considerably longer than that. <laughs> so <laughs> London. I've always wanted to go to London. 
I just think it would be amazing. Plus, maybe touring a little bit of the countryside around there. I would love to go see the Cotswolds. I would love to, you know, bunk for a night at the Bowdens. <laughs> I would love to just be able to go experience England. Like, the, did you see the Literary London tour that Tish Oxenreiter just recently did with Emily P. Freeman? No. Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. It looked amazing. Like, if I could go on the Literary London trip, <laughs> that would be a dream come true. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. And I would, of course, hit shows on the West End while I was there. I would love it. And then I would love to... Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I don't even know that much about England. Like, you have done some research. I have. Well, and I do a lot of... Like, I realized a few years ago that travel memoir is one of my favorite genres. And so... and But I've just always... I mean, since when I was in junior high, my AOL name was London Light. Like... I've always <laughs> wanted to go to London. There's just something about it and the royalty and the traditions and the tea and the, you know, these places that have been there for so long and the beauty and the architecture. Like, I just, I would love to go to London. But then Paris is right up there. I mean, it's definitely after London, but I would love to go to Paris. I've read so many books about, like, ex- expats moving to Paris and, I just think it would be so fun to eat the food and have kind of that like French living experience because they just have such a different perspective on life, you know, like really savoring things and the beauty and all that. I think Paris would be amazing. And Rome, which you've been to. Yep. Rome was very cool. I would like to go back. Yeah. I would love to like tour Rome. Yeah, that would would be I don't know that I'd want to stay, like, I could stay in London for three weeks and be over the moon. Paris, three weeks, over the moon. Rome, I want to be in for a few days and really see the things that I want to see and eat the food. And maybe hit, like, Florence and some of the other big, like, art areas in the country. Yeah. But that's probably, that's what I would do. Instead of just saying Rome, I want to do an art tour of Italy. (laughs) Well, That's I was going to say do. pretty much any place, it seemed to me in Italy, it, and I heard a lot of people say that, like, people don't stay here. They yeah. visit, they see, and they go. And I thought, yeah, it that's kind of how it is. It's not really a long-term yeah. destination, like where you just want to sit and vacation for a week. You yeah. want to see the, the things and then go to some other place and see some other things. Yeah, yeah. And while I was over in Europe staying for apparently six months. Right. I would like to also, Ireland is on my list. I am Irish, so I'd love to go up to Ireland. And then also, this is going to sound kind of weird. I'm going to, you know, acknowledge that. But I would love to go on a Holocaust tour of Germany. Oh, me too. really, like, see those places and... I've done, like, I acted in a, you know, Holocaust show. I've always been very invested in World War II and specifically the Holocaust part of it. And so I think it would be really interesting, you know, and humbling to go to those places. I do, too. I think Germany, I think it would be uh, 
fascinating. I mean, yeah. like you said, it would be it would be sad. It would probably be yeah. very hard part of it. But well, I and that's still why would you could only do it for like, like three to days tops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. It's real heavy, very heavy. Yeah. But um that's probably my favorite part of history too, World War Two. And Daddy's as well. So he always had really interesting things to say because he always knew so much about it. But yeah. Uh which helped probably make it more interesting for us. But yeah, that would be I think that would be a very, very cool thing to do. Yeah. And on that same depressing vein, <laughs> I would also like to do like a Civil War tour of the South. I, I think, kind of have. Oh, I I'm guess. sure you have. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. Having not lived there or like when we but, were in um, Nashville, it was like, oh, my gosh, that just said like Civil War Cemetery. Like this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever because it's so much longer history than what we have here. And it's just so different on the West Coast. You move east and you feel like, oh, you're like steeped in people having been here for a really long time you know I felt like that when I was in Russia like these some of these buildings have been here for 500 years you know yeah and obviously nothing nothing in the U.S. has been here for 500 years right (laughs) but it's just there's something about like going somewhere that has those things like of big moments that have happened in our history I think would be really interesting it is it is really cool I mean it has less of a I guess of a wow factor because I am surrounded by it and have visited lots but it's always even though it it never gets old it's always really cool and very interesting and it's even if I've been there you know like I've been to Thomas Jefferson's house several times it's always cool every time you've been to Monticello Mm -hmm. and to um Mount Vernon Oh, well, yeah, I've been there like three or four times, but that's yeah, That's near DC. Yeah. I think I've been there three times. Yeah. That I feel I'm like, it's like my second home. No, <laughs> I'm just comfortable <laughs> there. I know my way around. You uh, summer there. Oh yeah. I wish. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, no, there's another one in Tennessee that I've been to quite a few times and I can't think of the name, but anyway, <laughs> It's real famous. I just can't think of the name of it. Um, But it's always cool every time. It's always really neat, you know, very enjoyable. And it's even though it's all around us, like, um, you know, an hour north, you can go to the in every every other December, you can go watch the war reenactment and at where they did it and all that. But it's not like, oh, brother, I've seen that. It's always cool. It just. I don't yeah. know. It's our history, so it continues yeah. to stay really neat. And, like, we have Civil War reenactments here, and they're so fun to go to and everything, but there's a difference when you're there. And you just, like, feel like you have your feet planted on the soil where big things happened. Oh, I never thought about that. I mean, I knew y'all had Civil War reenactments, but you're just, like, faking it, aren't you? <laughs> I never thought about that. You're just doing it so y'all know what it would be like. Yeah. But see, wherever we have Civil War reenactments, it's like literal, Yeah. No. this is what it was here. And so in my brain, I don't know why. It's like there none- were Indians here. There were Native Americans here. Right. <laughs> when I mean, this I happened. That. But because everywhere we have them here, it is what took place there on that field. This is the literal hill they went up or whatever. Yeah. 
but it just now is dawning on me. Oh, y'all are pretending. I mean, yeah. we're pretending because it's not, it's not live. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. But you're like really pretending. Yeah. Well, it's like my great great grandmother who I met came here on a covered wagon. So. Oh, that's. Cool. Yeah, it is cool, but it's like that's how recent we've been here yeah good point (laughs) not that long yeah I've got to look up that place that's driving me crazy but uh oh brother okay you can keep talking but I'm gonna look it up well I just I think that those kinds of things would be fun like even when we were in Nashville and even seeing things that aren't necessarily that old but like when we drove by the grand old Hopri and you know there's just things like that that when you've seen them yourself just to be able to say, I've been there. I really, I like that. I want to have more of that in my future to be able to say, I've been there. I've seen yeah. things. Me too. I, I think that's kind of the whole appeal of all the places. I think it's places I would like to actually not just have seen, but to have experienced yeah. and be, oh, I know that. Cause it is cool now. And the girls, there's been several things we've watched where I'm like, Hey girls, I stood right at that fountain, you know, the yeah. Trevi in yeah. Rome. And I'm like, hey, I've been there. I yeah. hate gelato. It's like, if you turn the camera around, there's a little gelato yeah. shop there, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But I've been to Red Square in Moscow. Oh. With yeah. like St. Basil's Cathedral and Lenin's Tomb and all of wow. that. You would know it if you saw it. I'm sure. The church yeah. with like the onion shaped things on the top of it that they always show for Moscow. Yes. Yes. There. I've seen that with my own eyes. It did have scaffolding around it at the time, but I still have seen it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to take what you can get. Yep. You gotta. It's kind of um, the DC, the last two times I went there, it was, they have it, the White House so roped off kind of that it's like, oh, it doesn't look like this on TV. You know, oh, like you yeah. can't get on the lawn and you get all this kind of stuff. But still, I've seen it. Yeah. With eyes. And yeah. I, you know, that was cool. But yeah. look at all I, the this things. This is driving me crazy. I can't find this. I need to be able to say I've been to this place and I can't find it. We'll have to add it to our, our next episode with the girlfriend trips. I think it's the Hermitage. It is the Hermitage. Andrew Jackson's Hermitage. Okay. Right when you said that, it popped up. I've been there. Okay. <laughs> we it's got that cool. covered. Oh, sorry. I That's just okay. It was bugging my brain. I was yeah. like, oh, I know the place, but yeah. All right. So for those of you wondering, that's where we've been and where we're hopefully <laughs> headed. We can only hope. Until, until then, I'll have to keep reading books. Yep. Make it feel closer. Second best. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for chatting with me. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, ladies, that's it for this extra long and extra special episode. Again, if you want to get the show notes on this episode, you can just go to boldturquoise.com slash 091. But if you want to just go ahead and join Patreon so that you can get all the What Ingrid and Fiona-like episodes, you can listen to every one that we've done this year, plus get them right in your inbox every single day that we have a new one come out, plus all the other good, fun stuff that we've got going on in Patreon, which is a lot, then you can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely, and we would love to have you join us. Thanks for letting us join you through your Thanksgiving festivities, and until next time, 
Go have a bold and gracious Thanksgiving. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 